The consumption of green tea in Japan has a very long history. Originally, it was brought over from China, and a few hundred years later, it was planted in Japan for the first time. It was first consumed by the monks, and then by the upper class, and only much later on was it consumed by every strata of society. In this episode, we're going to take a brief look at tea in Japan throughout history and learn about the impact of the world's second most popular beverage after water. The earliest records of tea consumption in Japan date back to the 8th century. During this time, the city of Nara was the first permanent capital of Japan, and Chinese teas were consumed by the monks and by the emperor. It was common for Buddhist monks and diplomats to take trips to China and bring back cultural practices, as well as literature and art, to share with people in Japan. Tea was one of the practices that made its way from China to Japan. The monks were among the first to consume tea in early Japan, and they found that the tea helped them stay calm and alert during long periods of meditation. We now know that this is due to the combination of caffeine and L-theanine, which is almost unique to the tea plant. The L-theanine stimulates alpha brainwave activity, which are the same brainwaves stimulated during meditation. Although there are records of tea being consumed in Japan as early as the 8th century, the first record of the plant being cultivated in Japan wasn't until 1192, when the monk Eisai brought back tea seeds from China and planted them on the grounds of Kozanji Temple outside of Kyoto. This temple is in the Togano Mountains. Togano tea was once considered the finest tea in all of Japan, and many only consider the tea real if it was grown in this area. In 1214, the monk Eisai introduced tea to the samurai class. The value of tea to the samurai was originally limited to help cure their hangovers, but later on they accepted it once they embraced the principles of Zen Buddhism. Tea and Zen Buddhism were often intertwined throughout history. Dogen even included notes on serving tea during Buddhist rituals, and Muso Soseki even stated that tea and Zen are one. In medieval Japan, the consumption of tea became popularized because of the tea ceremony. During the modern tea ceremony, the host prepares a bowl of matcha for their guests according to a strict set of rules and principles. This practice helped promote a strong bond between the host and their guests, as two equals enjoying something as simple as a bowl of tea in silence. For hundreds of years, Uji was the hub of tea cultivation in early Japan, and it still maintains much of that status today, particularly for matcha. Many tourists come to Uji every year to take part in tea ceremonies at Taewon Tea House and to visit the many shops between Uji Station and Byodoin Temple. In the surrounding areas of Ogura and Uji Tawara, there are many historical sites to commemorate the invention of Sencha and Gyokuro tea. In the 1500s and 1600s, matcha was the primary way to consume green tea in Japan, but that all changed with the invention of Nagatani Soen. This tea grower in Uji discovered that rather than grinding tea leaves into powder, they could be steamed, rolled, and dried to maintain their flavor for long periods of time. They could then be prepared in a teapot and poured into a glass. This discovery allowed Nagatani Soen to popularize the use of Sencha tea, now by far the most common type of green tea in Japan. The childhood home of Nagatani Soen is now a popular tourist attraction, and a nearby shrine was built to commemorate his discovery of Sencha in 1737. Larger Japanese tea companies fund the upkeep of this shrine in order to pay their respects to the father of modern Japanese green tea. If you ever get to visit Uji, it may be worth a short trip over to Ujitawara to see this site for yourself. An important discovery in the history of Japanese green tea happened at this site in Ogura. A tea merchant by the name Yamamoto Kahe had traveled around Japan to study tea cultivation and he noticed that certain family farms would cover their tea plants to protect them from the cold. By cutting off the sunlight from the tea plants, it actually made the tea sweeter. He began to implement this method of tea growing and in 1841 he created a long shaded tea that developed a green residue during the production process. He named this tea Gyokuro or Jade Dew. Gyokuro became famous for its 
trademark sweet and savory flavor, and this sparked a renaissance in the production of Japanese green tea. Farmers could now experiment with different levels of shading, steaming, rolling, and drying techniques to create the wide array of tea varieties we see today. In the early 20th century, another important tea production method was discovered, and that was roasting. This practice began in Kyoto and later spread out to all of Japan. By roasting the teas, farmers and producers were able to create a completely unique tasting experience, playing off of these warmer notes of coffee, caramel, and chocolate. Starting in the mid-20th century, the tea production process in Japan became much more industrialized. The harvesting of the tea could be done by machine, and so could the steaming, rolling, and drying. This allows the farmers to produce tea more efficiently with less manual labor. Certain tea factories in Japan are almost completely automated, taking in fresh leaves and moving them through the production with a series of conveyor belts. In modern Japan, Japan, the most common way to consume tea is now in bottled form. These ready-to-drink teas are sold in vending machines on virtually every street corner in Tokyo. They keep the drinks hot in the winter and cool in the summer. Although these teas aren't anything close to freshly brewed loose-leaf tea, these unsweetened bottled teas commonly outsell sugary soft drinks, which is quite an accomplishment. This shows that the love of tea in modern society isn't going away anytime soon. I hope you've all enjoyed taking a look at tea in Japan throughout the last thousand years. We have seen a lot of innovation and change, and we believe that the future of tea is very promising. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you next time.